Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up, Jack Hughes returned to the ice for the Devils over the weekend, but it came in a losing effort against the Rangers. As we start to approach the quarter mark of the season, where do the concerns lie? And ultimately, is what going on between the pipes ever going to be good enough? We dive in next. Yes, sir. It's DPL, the Devil's Puck Luck podcast, where you know we are your host over here, Adam Armbrecht, over there, Danny McDonough. And we've got a lot to cover, Danny, because as I mentioned, the Devils took on the Rangers over the weekend. It was a losing effort. Didn't have any of that playoff magic we were hoping for. But it did come with the return of one Jack Hughes. Before we talk about the game in totality, Jack looks good, fresh, little shoulder, no big deal, ready to get right back into the action. Yeah, it's always great to have your superstar back, right? The uh, the number one player on your team, the guy that's been turning heads around the NHL. It, it, it obviously sucked for him to go out of the lineup, but to see him back quickly, um, I think uh, a lot sooner than most of us thought, it, it's a great sign. Overall in that game, what were your takeaways? Devils went to the third period, uh, in the third period, excuse me, they had the lead and then ultimately gave up two goals here. It is going to spill over into our segment two discussion, so don't get in between the pipes just yet. But what did you see from the team in terms, especially the defensive side of things, the full 60 minutes that we've been talking about through these first now 16 games of the year, something this Devils team has not always been able to put together? Played another 30-minute game, right? It looked like two different teams, you know? One half of the game, we were doing our right on the board battles. We were doing our right on the 50-50 puck battles. Um, we got lucky with some of our turnovers with good defensive plays. And then the last half of the game well, was a different story. Hey, oops. Yeah. <laughs> you know, think, uh, they call that a whoops-a-daisy in the business. The Devils also, we talk about inside these matchups, we always like to bring in some of these numbers here. The key one that I'm just going to pluck out is the face-offs, right? Typically, the Devils have been winning inside of that circle, just 40, I say just, but they won 22 of them for 47%. When you lose those battles there, when you lose the power play opportunity battles, where we know the Devils have excelled this season, 3-1, to one, obviously, Devils converted, but only had that one look at it. It's going to come back to haunt you, ultimately. I, you know, I think we've seen the defensive issues obviously come up with consistency. You mentioned about a full 60 minutes. I, I, I hate to think that we need to start applauding the fact that we're getting 60 minutes of effort from this team. You do like that. I just don't know if as currently constituted, how many more games is it going to take to feel like you have the rhythm to now play 60 minutes and now go out and get more wins than losses? Well, let's go back to the previous game when they played Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, one five two, and we were ecstatic that they played their full 60-minute game for the first time all year probably. Right, so that's like 
that's like a baseball player getting a seeing eye single for the first time. In <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's great to see it that you succeeded there, but drag bunt and he beats it out down the baseline. The right. crowd goes wild. Right. So you have to put together a string of wins, but even if it's not wins, even if you're in a tight game and lose three, two, or you know what I mean? Or you go to a shootout and lose in a shootout three, two, then you're seeing the progression of playing a full 60 minutes. You know, if we played a Ranger team and it was tight throughout the third period, um, you know, and VTech made some good saves and the defense was stronger and we lost in a shootout, you say, all right, listen, it was a great game. We lost 3-2. We know we can keep up with this team. Yeah. As we're constructed right now, we can't keep up with the Rangers team, you know, because they're playing on all cylinders when it comes to their defense. Um, their goaltending is better. So so right now there are things to be concerned about. The question, like you have, you've been saying, you know, we're going to discuss that at the quarter mark of the season. Is this team good enough to make noise in the playoffs, or do they have to 100% make moves to change around this roster a little bit? Yeah, I keep having that curious question about it with some of these injuries. And obviously, when you're inside of your team, you maybe don't observe the other teams around the league, and everyone's dealing with some ding-ups here, right, and some guys coming in and out of the lineup. It feels like if you say, well, no Jack Hughes for a handful of games, no Nico Heischer for extended time now. We'll get to Timo Meyer here in a second as well. He goes down. Hey, listen, these are three of the five or six most important players on this roster. So you want to give some latitude there. And you also want to say, we know what the expectation was coming out of last year in that playoff run and beating the Rangers. This doesn't look like even injuries included the same team with the same mentality and approach that we've expected from them coming into the year. Coming up in a second, we'll touch on the Timo Meyer injury. And I actually have a curious question when it comes to the style of play in his absence. And then we're going to get in between the pipes. Because, yes, that's where the true issues lie right now for this team, even beyond the defense at the moment. And we'll do that coming up here in just one second. But before we do, guys, I got to tell you about our other friends. Danny's a friend. You're all our friends. But so is DraftKings Sportsbook. And that's because you can download the app right now and use promo code THPN. Where new customers can get in on 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours, Danny, and we got a Wednesday night matchup. Are you willing to go, hey, man, money line, devils, knock it off. We're going to bounce back, baby. I am because Detroit has struggled, given up some goals, and I think this is where the devils can instill that offense and show some defense and goaltending. So let's take the devils on the money line. You better believe it. You know, as I said, the bonus bets will expire 168 hours after issuance. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call 100Gambler or visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, you can call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hills Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void and our friends to the north, Ontario bonus bets as i remind you they will expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources nhl and the nhl shield are registered trademarks of the national hockey league copyright nhl 2023 oh baby Timo Meyer goes out. How concerned are you with him leaving this lineup i want to get specifically just to his role but uh, <laughs> jack back Timo out can we just can we just can we do it all together yeah. It's weird, right? He finished the game. You saw him take a weird hit in Winnipeg, you know, where he was grimacing a little bit going to the bench in that one ship. But he finished the game and he scored a goal, you know. Yeah. So now I kind of look at it. He's sore. You know, something's going on where he's sore. I don't think it's too much of an issue. 
the fact that he's not traveling with the team to Detroit, um, you're hoping it's just to get that rest and to heal up. You hope, right? It, it's so difficult in the NHL with upper body and lower body injuries. It's so vague and you don't really know the details. And obviously with Nico being back on the ice tonight at practice, today at practice, yeah. excuse me, it's a great sign because I don't think any of us knew when it was going to happen, you know, having the concussion symptoms. So, you know, let's hope for Timo Meyer. it's nothing as serious where it's going to sideline him for more than three weeks. Now, specifically before we get in between the pipes with the Devils, when, when we talk about Timo Meyer and his absence from this lineup, you can take this one of two ways. When Jack leaves the lineup, he's dynamic. We know he's fast on the puck. He's the superstar of the team. Okay, great. When Timo goes out, we, we've talked so much and we've seen him incrementally building into that role of, hey, I'm the steady hand out there. I am going to be one of the more physical players. It's funny. There isn't really a one-to-one. There's no one-to-one for, for Jack, and we saw that happen here. But I also think Timo, in a lot of ways, is a bit of a unique figure inside of this roster. Do you think we're going to see another example of, yep, when one of these top guys goes down, it's, it's going to be really hard for Lindy Ruff to just pull a guy up and say, okay, now you go and fill that void. Yeah, essentially, uh, they're putting Lazar where Timo would be, right? Because Lazar is going to give you that uh, 50-50 puck battles. He's going to win the uh, competition on the boards, you know, against the opposition. You know, I've liked what I've seen from so far. You, yeah. you know, we, we, we've praised him, but now you're like, we talk about this with like Holtz. Maybe right. you're a third line guy. Maybe you're a fourth line guy. Well, now go be a two line. Go be the first line, right? Yeah, and, and play at that level. That's that's the massive issue, right? It's we're trying to put third and fourth line guys into the top two line roles. And that's where you're going to struggle. You know, Lazar's a good player, but he's not an offensive player like yeah. Timo is. And you can't replace Timo like that. But yeah, you're going to see him struggle. But I don't think it's as severe as Jack and Nico. I think that if you have Jack and Nico back, that having no Timo for a couple games. Yeah. I think we can stem the tide a lot better than if we didn't have Jack and Nico. But, you know, time will tell. I thought we really missed uh, Timo in that Ranger game. I really do. I think yes. that he is a, a nuisance to the opposition. I think that he annoys and get under the skin of goalies, you know, like Shesterkin, like you saw in the playoffs. So, you know, he's going to be that guy that's going to go hard against the boards. You know, him, Lazar, Palat, those are the guys that are the veteran presence that you really need to make an impact on those board battles. Okay. Hopefully Timo's back sooner than later and it's just yeah, rest. Let's get to the problem here. We said coming into this season that we believed the tandem of VTech and Akira was going to be good enough, right? That, that that's how Fitz looked at it. It's how the devils looked at it. Then we knew the defense wasn't going to be perfect, but as you progressed along, it would get incrementally better. Now I could mark this out just every single game under the sun included. Instead, I said a minimum of four games. We're 16 games in. That means you're playing every third or fourth game-ish, right? We've had some injuries along the way. Akira and VTech sit right now four games qualification for goaltenders 47th and 52nd in goals against above expected and by the way you may say oh from 47 to 52 they're not even that far apart six games for Akira minus 2.4 that's bad even worse is 12 games for VTech and a minus 3.8 like we're way too early in the season to be talking about, especially VTech, because Akira, you can almost say, hey, listen, he's a young goaltender, had a good playoff run, but a long way for him to develop. VTech is supposed to be the steady hand. We thought the concern was going to come playoff time. That means you're average, he's averaging almost a goal against per game. You know, every, every third game, he gives up a goal that he should not be giving up. That consistency is pretty brutal for this team that is already struggling to find its rhythm defensively. Oh, you just hit it on the head. The last thing you just said, a team that's struggling defensively cannot have goaltenders that are doing that. You know, yeah. it's, 
you know, you look at teams, you know, like the Capitals. Capitals are getting great goaltending right now, and they're playing above expected because of how good their goaltending has been. Yeah. And, you know, you want to be able to steal games in this league. You have to steal games with your goaltending, and we are not going to do that with the play that we've gotten. You know what's strange? It's that UC Vitek, UC Vitek have a phenomenal second period against the Rangers. Phenomenal. Yeah. And then you go see him go out in the third, and you see some of these juicy rebounds that are just like, ridiculous like I, I couldn't believe he was giving up some of these uh rebounds and you know his positioning was terrible and you saw a tale of two periods you know just two different goalies it looked like and and that's the big problem it's the inconsistency because we see flashes of it from akira and vtech that they can play a very good goal you know but the problem is is like if you're getting inconsistency it's just not going to cut it and the the bigger issue adam who the hell are the devil's going to get right now no one is available <laughs> on the trade market you know that that's the problem no one right. is available on the trade market. And what are you going to do? Get a veteran goalie that's like 35 years old, that's kind of washed up, that might have a little bit in left? I don't know. To me, it's as crappy as it sounds right now. Um, I think we're going to stick with VTech and Akira. But on the other side of that coin, it's still early. You know, we still talk yeah. about it. You know, there's still time for these guys to turn it around. And you hope that they will turn around. But those those numbers don't lie. And they're they're horrific. I'm mostly concerned, you know, you mentioned it there about, I'm mostly concerned about the fact that that neither one of these goaltenders, and, and I'll, I'll zero in on, on VTech at least here because he's been the dominant starter for the season. You mentioned it, the inconsistency within a single game. Yeah. Like that's what's been surprising. Like he has, he has legitimately made a sprawling save that you had no expectations he would get to from right to left side of his net. And within three possessions later, Feels like he gives up, and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll go back to the playoffs here when we used to talk about why do we like Akira because he instinctually seemed to be a little bit more and with a little more anticipation between the pipes, right? Yeah. Shifting his body over ahead of time. The thing I've noticed with Vitek so far this year, there are a lot of instances when he is making saves, but he's not aware that he fully has. Like he does a lot of searching for the puck when sometimes it's actually below him, it's between his legs. And I don't mean like, hey, you don't know which fold it's in. He looks like he thinks he's searching for it in between his shoulder, you know, and it's actually in between his skates and defensemen, offensive players for the opposition are there hacking away at it. Like that's the concern level I have. It's see, it just seems like he is like this beat or this crispness or attention to detail is not quite there for him. And I'm not the tone that I'm giving feels like I'm overreacting to this. It's just also that I didn't think VTech was going to be a concern until we were later in the season, until the playoffs were approaching, yeah. and we asked the question, is he going to be able to tighten it up in that you know high-profile situation? No, look, and we've been fair. You know, it's 16 games in now, and you and I wanted to wait. You know, it's there was people that were ripping the goaltending apart five, six, seven, eight games in, and it's you got to wait, you know, because you got to see, you know, a good amount of games under the belts of these goaltenders. And now that we have, you know, a half dozen for Akira and, you know, Vitek obviously playing the rest, you have some judgments, you know, and and – it's I said this about Dougie last episode. You only can go up from here, right? Even though I was pretty wrong because Dougie had a really bad game against the Rangers. <laughs> I was gonna say you were like it was like such a tongue-in-cheek, like funny way. Hey, you can only get better from uh, oh my. It turns yeah, out the, had... the, the floor was not the floor, the basement was the floor. Yeah, I don't know what Dougie was doing. That that's another another uh whole story. other episode, whole other yeah. episode. But it's Look, I, I want to stay positive because I don't, I don't think Akira is far off from who he was against the Rangers in the playoffs. I really don't. You know, I think that he's a couple good, solid games away from getting back to form. Do I think that he is going to be a top five goalie? No, I don't. Do I think he could be a, a top 15 goalie and to be in that sentiment of the league where you're in the, the top half of the league? I do think he can be. You know, the same goes for Vitek. I, I think that we're going to be in the middle of where goaltenders are 
you know, if they play to their potential. The problem is that they're playing so below their potential, in my opinion, that it's it's a massive question mark. And it's only going to be questioned even more if the Devils continue to give up more than three goals a game, which is has seemed to be a constant thing this season. And it's so frustrating when you're you're scoring three goals and you're still losing games consistently. Oh, of course, man. And listen, you know, you mentioned Washington there before. I'll just note Lindgren, who's appeared in five games for them this season. Take a guess, Danny. Take a guess at what his goals saved above expected number is. I'm pretty sure it's like 2.4, right? It's something high like that. Oh, it's something high like that. Only it's the third best in the league with a minimum of four games at 8.9. 8.9 goals saved above the expected. Demko, obviously, for Vancouver, has done an absolutely phenomenal job. The Blues in Bennington has done phenomenal at 9.4. And the reason why I even highlight Lindgren is because he's he's your fill-in. Like, you know, you get, you got balance of who's between the pipes here. This is like So even on the nights when you think your starter's going to get a game off, that's actually why when you go to the standings, I think, and we talk about Washington and we say, hey, we don't know what their season's going to look like in totality, but they're a 9-4-2 and two team right now, right? You scroll down and go over and look at the Canucks. We expect this, but they're 12-5-1 and one because of that. The Golden Knights are 13-4-2. and two. I can let you know that when you go over and look at Hill, yeah, he's at 7.6 in the positive margin. Like, name any team that you think has been playing well and has a solid record to open up the season or has been borderline dominant, like the Boston Bruins, who have the fourth best rate there with Swayman, eight games, 8.7. It's because between the pipes, you have that consistency. And by the way, I'm not breaking news here. Like we know what it means in the NHL to have that quality. It's just that we didn't anticipate the Devils being closer to 50 than to say even 20. And I think obviously those teams are going to come down. I think those goals will come down to earth a little bit, just like our power play slowly came down to earth a little bit with the percentage, even though we still lead the league. But I mean, look at Edmonton Oilers. They just lost five, three tonight to the Florida Panthers, right? Mm -hmm. It's this very similar type of team that we have. The thing is the devils are that good offensively that we can be eight, seven and one, you know, where Edmonton is five, 11 and two, I believe. And and we're treading water and we're able to do that with the talent that we have around us. And it goes back to our conversation when you compare it to sports. The Jets are wasting their defense in football. Jets are wasting their defense because they have absolutely no offense. And you don't want to be that NHL team like Edmonton this year who has a great offense but terrible goaltending and subpar defense. And unfortunately, it's right now that's what it looks like. However, there is so much season left, and you have to believe as a Devils fan that we can turn it around, that we can right the ship. And again, with the injuries – Everybody, excuse me, everybody coming back healthy. That's where you hope that turnaround comes. Danny always gets choked up when we talk about injuries for the Devils. Coming up here in a second, we're going to take a look at what we talk about, the 2021 game mark, that quarter mark of the season. What does the schedule look like for the Devils? And is this why fans can take a sigh of relief knowing what lies ahead here? What do they need to accomplish to avoid maybe one of us or both of us from pushing the full panic button? Before we do, going to remind you about our friends over at Raycon. Oh, baby. We say it's never too early to start decorating. Maybe it is too early. One thing's for sure, never too early to do some of that holiday shopping because you don't want to worry about having to get out there late. The calendar goes low. You miss the specials. That's why right now you can get over to get on on your, excuse me, Black Friday sales with Raycon. Products up to 50% off on their website because they want that Black Friday sale to be going on right now. You've heard us talk about the Raycon products before. Those beautiful in-ear fit earbuds with 32-hour battery life are exactly what you want for all day long wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, Raycon said, you know what? Let's expand the business. 
Devils wanted to expand their opportunities in the playoffs. Raycon wanted to expand their incredibly well-respected line with Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. And their faucet filter ultra filters water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have. If you want to ensure that the water that you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, gosh darn it, Danny, clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality products and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder why their products have wrapped up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% on every single product across their website with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off on Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash that's right. Yes. Got a little bit, got a little bit weird. Got a little bit weird there at the end. <laughs> Bottom line is, Danny, one other thing I want to note here. <laughs> we're trying to find plays where we get, you know, victories for the podcast. We thought that the Islanders were going to take a little bit of a dip here. Now, did I expect that when you needed a guy like Varlamov to step between the pipes, him having a plus 5.8, good for eighth best in the league, was still going to result in looking across there and seeing them at six, six, and five? Yeah. So they, you know, this yeah. is the other side of the coin. We Remember talk about the said. Devils being eight, seven, and one, dealing with injuries, not yeah. getting good play between the pipes, and yet you mentioned the term there, treading water, and that's yeah. why I think the the ability to be cautious here, the ability to not overreact, exists because this isn't a team that is sitting here with four wins. This is a team that's still very much comfortable in terms of where they stand right now, and also they're comfortable because of the upcoming schedule. Danny, you yeah. mentioned Detroit on Wednesday night, then you've got Columbus on Friday. Then you've got Buffalo uh, on Saturday, and those uh, aforementioned New York Islanders on the 28th. Follow, uh, well, I think we're going to be at that game. And then also in Philadelphia, we're going to enemy territory oh, yeah. for that Flyers matchup on the 30th. Throw in the San Jose Sharks on December 1st. That's a handful of games. Danny, what's the record need to look like for you to say, see, I told you everything's going to be okay. I said it right before we started recording. Four, one, and one. You know, that's, that's what I want to see for the Devils. I, I think they can beat a Red Wings team that has slowly started to struggle a little bit in their last half dozen games. Defense have, has looked pretty bad, just like our defense looked bad for the Red Wings. So I think you take advantage of that. Uh, listen, you got we got to play our game, and the Blue Jackets are a bad team. They're a bad team. We got to beat bad teams, and you know I think Akira should get both those starts. I really do. Um, and then, you know, the tough game is going to be, uh, you know, the Sabres on a back-to-back. We're home, which is great, mm-hmm. but that'll be a tough game. Islanders don't score goals. We score goals. We got to beat them. You know, <laughs> Philadelphia is overachieving. They're playing hard because of torts. And then you got Mackenzie Blackwood coming back in for the San Jose Sharks to play us yep. here at home. So I, when you look at those games, I mean, first of all, the Blue Jackets are a minus 19 on goal differential. They get up 70 goals uh, to this point of the season. Now you go, wow, that's a lot. It is. The Devils have given up 62. Just to clarify. Now, the difference here is the Devils have 59 goals. Now, I can do the hard math there, Danny. They're minus three on the goal differential. It's why you're sitting here staring up the table in sixth position in the Metro. Everybody else outside of the Capitals right now has a plus margin. The Penguins are now plus 12 on the year. Like, they're 9-8-0. 
but you feel like that 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 number tells you they're going to be going the right direction as we suspected they would. The Rangers are plus 18. And yeah, they picked up two more plus points when they took us on over the weekend. So, you know, I want to see these things shake out. You mentioned the Sabres there. Ironically, actually, they're a team that's minus six on their margin as well. Now they're eight, nine, and one. Like you think that they're going to get themselves on the right side of this sooner than later and actually trailing the Red Wings. But it's to your point, man. And we said this in the game against the Penguins. Hey, how about that? Two goals against. Tell me, tell me the story when the Devils give up two goals or fewer. I'm going to tell you a story where they probably win 90 plus percent of those games. They followed it immediately up by giving up five goals against the Rangers. Like it's like you 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 can't write these scripts easily enough. And I just think that over these matchups where they are suspect teams, I don't want to be disrespectful of anybody, including yeah. the Red Wings who have played well early. Very well. But the bottom line is, you need to forego being so firepower driven, which I have been an advocate for get out, make them chase you all those things. Listen, if it takes every single five body operation to prevent odd man rushes and easy goal scoring opportunities, so be it because you know, you can be explosive and electric in the moments that count. I am starting to, if we want to write this ship and feel good about the quarter market this season, I'm starting to feel like, Hey, do what it takes to anchor yourself. And then wait for the big moments and trust that Jack will get you there. Trust that Jesper is going to get you there, right? You have that explosiveness until the defense and until the goaltending proves that they can stand on their head consistently, that they can communicate with one another, that Dougie Hamilton isn't reported and this is tongue in cheek, that he hasn't had a concussion for the last three weeks with the way that he plays sometimes. I need you to start tightening things up here because these are very winnable games. I think the four, one and one you mentioned, that's a very realistic bar to set here. And if they come out, what I mean, I don't know. Three, two, and one. I, okay, I would accept that, right? That's probably the floor on this. But we start talking about two, three, and one, or we start talking about two, two, and two. You know, you start. I'm doing the math wrong here, but you get the point. If you start getting more overtime losses or more, you know, shootout losses in this, or or more games where even if listen, I'll take the wins. But there are going to be some style points here that are necessary based on the teams that you're going up against. I, I'm I'm borderline losing the words in my mouth because I can feel myself getting anxious. It's the holidays, Danny. Yeah, it's listen, it, eight points minimum, eight points in these six games. Period. Yeah. You know it, that that's what has to happen. There's no excuse one way or another. You know you have to be at least four and two, three one and two, whatever it might be to get those eight points. Because if you're having five six points when you're playing teams like this for the next six games, you have a massive issue. You know, you have a massive issue no matter who is injured, you know, because you take out Nico and Timo, like let's say Nico and Timo don't play for a couple more games. Okay. Right. We're better on paper than all these teams coming up against us. You know, that's the thing, even with our injuries, we're still a better team, you know, and, and, and that's, what's the most concerning, you know, it's, you look at a team like the Detroit Red Wings, you'd look at a team like the Buffalo Sabres, very similar to us, but we have higher scoring power, Right. They struggle defensively in goaltending sometimes. You know, it's that Buffalo team's a very young team. They're going to be very good in the future, just like we're going to be very good in the future with our young talent. But if you take a massive step back in these next six games, that's when we're going to do our quarter review. That's when you kind of have to slowly, I don't want to say push the panic button, but you, push you, you the pop button. the lid on it, right? Like yeah, there's the, the, the cover open. over it. You open yeah. it up. The lid is open at that point. And, and, and something I wanted to talk to you about too is I yeah. think that the Devils really need to bring more physicality and they need yes. to bring that toughness. And, and you and I were talking before we recorded. I don't mean the toughness in the sense I want you to fight everybody, that you wanted to just scrap with everybody. I mean the toughness that the Tomash Tatar showed last year for the Devils. He mm-hmm. was one of the best at it against the boards. That Palat shows when he's playing extremely well. 
that Timo Meyer shows when he's playing extremely well. We need that. You know, Truba laid a very clean hit, by the way, on Noshek. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to see the Devils react a little bit physically, playing harder on the boards, winning those 50-50 puck battles, and you saw the momentum slowly go the Rangers' way. Granted, you know, it was a tie game at that point, but you slow, you slowly saw it going towards the Rangers' way, and the Rangers continued to be that physical team throughout the entire game where we were softer. You know, we weren't playing as hard. And, yes, Vitek played like crap. You know, yes, the defense struggled in the third. But, again, those three things, the softness has to be changed, the goaltending has to be better, and the defense has to be better. Yeah, you meant we talked about this so much. I think sometimes you and I debate the idea of like, oh, well, big hit, lay a big hit on one of them. But but when we were talking before we started, you defined it, I think, the right way for me to get on board with it of, now you go make the physical board play. Yeah. Now you go let your presence be felt. Now you hold up that puck and the physicality and the toughness, the grittiness. I know they're all they're all kind of catch-all terms, but I but I do get your meaning, you know, as we start to work our way through this. It's not, hey, see a guy in the middle of the ice and lay him out. No, if it's productive for the play, great. But yeah. you can execute those things. And I throw in a guy like McLeod, who I think shows that usually game to game, shift to shift, right? So some of these players have to step up. And I know that Dougie Hamilton's never going to be that guy. I know it's not a part of his identity. But again, I'm going to keep calling him out because now we're getting real concerns about it. It's like, I know you're not a part of your identity, but you can still use it sometimes, especially when you see Luke is out there. He's taking big hits. Like there are guys that are far less, you know, bulky, I'll put it as, that are still have to go out and execute. And I think at a certain point, someone has to sort of pick up that mantle. And you've mentioned Siegenthaler before as well, right? He needs to kind of step up and answer that bell at times here too. So we'll see how these next handful of games unfold. Danny, by the way, We'll be in flying solo on a Wednesday evening for the post game coverage of that Red Wing game. And I got to tell you right now, peek behind the curtain. Uh, I have I have other things that I need to take care of. If the Devils are listening, I highly recommend winning the game because I have no control over Danny at that point. If you guys were to lose that game, there's nothing I can do. It's going to be live on YouTube. I mean, Danny knows well enough to avoid the explicit tag, but everything shy of that is going to be on the table. That's why if you want a good time. You get over to YouTube at Devil's Puck Luck. You subscribe and turn on the alerts so you know when Danny goes live on Wednesday night. And we'll have some coverage over the holiday weekend as well. You get over to X and follow us at, at Danny the Face, at Adam Arbrecht, at NJ Devil's PL, and also over on TikTok, on Snapchat, on Instagram, and on Facebook at Devil's Puck Luck. Lay me out with your words of wisdom. If no Nico, let's stay with 11 and 7. One more game. For some reason, I thought you were going to rhyme that. <laughs> If no Nico, if no Nico, the 11 and seven must be Pico. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 